Welcome to the Corbell CareerCast, the podcast from the Office of Career and Professional Development at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. Today, we are joined by Jackson McFadden-Ray, who will interview Corbell alum Elise Mann, who works for IDE. Jackson, take it away. Awesome. Thank you. Hello, my name is Jackson McFadden-Ray. Thank you for tuning into the Corbell CareerCast. And I think a great place where we should start off is if you could introduce yourself, Elise, tell us a little about yourself when you graduated from Corbell and what you're doing now. Yeah, thanks so much, Jackson. Um, my name is Elise Mann. Um, I graduated from Corbell in 2018, which feels like forever ago at this point in time. Um, I studied international development, started in human rights, switched over to international development and did complete a global health affairs certificate. Um, after I left Corbell, I did a global health core fellowship with Partners in Health in Neno, Malawi. And then after finishing that in 2019, came back to Colorado and have been working with the water sanitation and hygiene team at IDE here in Denver. Awesome. And for people listening, um, would you be able to tell them what IDE means and maybe just a little bit about their mission or your guys' purpose and what you guys are seeking to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. So IDE stands for International Development Enterprises, although I actually think we're better known as IDE than the full uh, name. <laughs> um, and we are powering entrepreneurs to end poverty. So IDE has been around for almost 40 years. It's 40 years in like a month and a half. Um, and we have worked with entrepreneurs all over the world to help build markets um, to drive economic livelihoods. So that has been work in agriculture. So partnering with farmers and working with farm business advisors to improve livelihoods and output and also water sanitation and hygiene, which is my bias to our work because that's the side of it that I work on. Um, but so we're working with entrepreneurs to um, be able to deliver high quality services and products related to access to water, sanitation, and hygiene. Um, and IDE is really built on the idea of designing to context. So we believe that business delivers design to context matters. And so we use a very intensive human-centered design methodology. Um, we are, oh God, do I know the other pillars? <laughs> Don't tell my boss, you know? Um, <laughs> then we also believe that business delivers and results rule. Um, so we also have a very intensive and up-to-date data monitoring system to keep track of all of the work that we're doing around the world. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's, that's really amazing work. And so you talk about the data and all the work that you guys are doing, the different facets, the pillars. Would you be able to maybe for current DU students and alums talk about some of the skills that you look for at IDE, whether they be hard or soft, and perhaps which ones transition best into the workforce for IDE specifically? Yeah, great question. Um, <laughs> this is always a question I struggle with a little bit. Um, so, I mean, a comfort with data, both qualitative and quantitative, I think is always really important. Um, I'm much more on our, uh, I spend a lot more time thinking about our qualitative data through some of the human-centered design research efforts that we lead when starting or trying to update programming related to our WASH work. Um, but we always, always, always um, are impressed by and looking for quantitative skills. Um, I did take a lot of statistics at Corbell, but I wish I remembered it better. So um, I'm here to advocate for sure for any of those classes if you are excited about them. Um, I think 
really importantly, we're looking for the ability to think and to critically analyze. I think it's really important to be able to synthesize a ton of information and uh, turn it into higher level, easier to understand, not so jargony information. So being able to take pretty um, intense or in-depth information and figuring out the appropriate way to share that with different audiences is a surprisingly hard skill to come by. And I think that one's really powerful. And also um, a strong emphasis on like empathy and interpersonal um, relationships, especially when you're thinking about communicating with a lot of different types of people all over the world and remembering that we all um, communicate differently in the cultures that we are brought up in. So I think those are some of the hard and soft skills I would highlight for you. Yeah, you brought up the statistics and statistical statistical methods. I, uh, I'm one not looking forward to that this upcoming year, my first year, but got to rip the bandaid off. We got to get better at it, right? <laughs> uh, something we like to ask on Corbell CareerCast is stuff regarding what the company you're working for is doing to help with inclusion and hiring in the modern world with helping people from... Um, Disfortunate, misfortunate backgrounds get better opportunities in life. And is there anything that IDE that you could speak to specifically that's helping with that, with inclusion and diversity in the workforce? Yeah, I think it's a really important question. Um, so IDE has a global gender equality and social inclusion policy. It was, um, it's been approved a couple of different times in two-year segments, and that commitment or that policy includes 13 different commitments um, that really are focused on a range of different mainstreaming and integration um, opportunities to strengthen the organization. And that includes a focus on pay transparency, pay equity, thinking about understanding and building out compensation plans based on all of the different offices that we work around the world. Um, and also thinking about how we hire, um, what types of processes and where are we recruiting from? So making sure that a wide range of people from all over the world and through different types of universities and um, colleges are able to see the jobs that we post. We've also, um, not me by any means, but our uh, Jesse folks and our HR leads have done a lot of work in the recent years to really look closely at job descriptions to see what is really required and like when possible to remove requirements that aren't necessary if the job doesn't require it in a real way. Um, so I think we're doing a ton of work to try and be better and to make sure that our office reflects the wide range of offices and locations around the world that we work in. Um, we still have a long way to go, which I think is true for many organizations in this space. Um, I think a big part of my job is some like informal coaching and spending time and um, space like soundboarding with some of our leads in the wash space around the globe it's like my favorite part of my job for sure because it means that I spend a lot of time chatting with folks and hearing about like what's coming up for them and what challenges arise and so we're also really committed to promoting internally whenever possible and making sure that there is growth and opportunity to see yourself at IDE for a long time did I get to all the pieces of your question yeah no that's awesome uh Inclusion and equity is a big part of the workforce and the, the labor market. And I think that's a very important aspect. And the fact that you guys are taking a global perspective on that, I think is an awesome testimony to your company. And so I think 
speaking of, you talked about you know hiring and promoting locally. I think it's time for everyone's favorite question that's listening. And the question is, what do you guys do to hire? Is there internship opportunities? If somebody wanted from Corbell to get to know IDE and get a foot in the door, what would you recommend is the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have, we're growing a ton right now. Uh, anyone who's maybe near the end of their degree has maybe seen our website. We've got a lot of jobs posted in recent months based on just a real influx of growth for our organization. Um, we do have internships. Every team has them posted a couple times a year. So definitely check out our website. Um, we've worked with lots of Corbell students and alums. Um, and so like definitely excited about um, continuing to work with students here. I think um, I've also worked with a couple of professors at Corbell on some practicums for the quarter system. 10 weeks is hard to fit in a practicum um, with how painful the quarter system is for my own memory. Um, but we definitely are always looking for ways to either find capstone projects, practicums, or internships. And IDE does offer paid internships. Um, and you can apply online. I think um, I'm often happy to connect with uh, Corbell students as if you reach out and the career office can connect you with me by email if I have the time or the space to do so. We also have a number of other Corbell alums that work at IDE, so definitely an opportunity to do so. And I um, just to come back to the inclusion question, I um, wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't also talk about the fact that um, a large part of our work in building markets is trying to prove that um, everyone can access goods and services through the market and that we really are trying to be able to um, drive equity within, well, wash markets for me, but in markets around the world that are ecosystems that are more resilient, that are more inclusive, and that no matter where you are and what kind of financial access you have to make sure you can still access these fundamental goods. And so that includes some of the work that IDE does around financing and um pulling more people in. So not only is inclusion and important work, important part, whew, important part of our work uh, as an organization and in treating our staff well, but it's important part of our work um, in that we do as an organization as well. Well, that's amazing. And something you said that caught my ear was you talked about how you guys are growing. And so yeah. post COVID, has that been something that you guys were expecting? Is it just kind of the the lay of the land right now in the market that you guys are in in international development is it's just a growing industry or really what has the development of IDE looked like over the past couple of years with COVID being so big are you guys primarily remote do you guys love uh, travel for your job I know you recently just traveled uh for work I'm assuming and kind of curious hearing all that fun stuff that you're up to yeah absolutely um so all of our offices did go fully remote during the pandemic um, and with everyone that was a really challenging time and I think our staff all over the world and our staff here has all been directly affected by the pandemic. Um, IDE has, um, I think in a lot of different places that we work, we were able to work with local partners and local government to help respond to the pandemic, whether that was helping to share out messaging around health and best practices because of the 
reach of the actors that we have and just the ability to share messages into more rural settings, which is part of our um, market. Um, we, I mean, some of our offices have just seen really unprecedented growth in the last two years. I think like IDE is small and scrappy, but pretty, uh, we do pretty incredible work. And in a couple of places, we've started to really, I think, amplify that reputation such that we're getting pulled in onto bigger and bigger projects. So we are moving forward with our first ever um, uh, USAID contract where we are the prime. So we are the lead of that huge project in Mozambique. And that is, I mean, a pretty significant uh, expansion for us. And that drives a lot of the growth because along with that growth, that means we also have additional requirements for compliance and for con contractual management and so forth. Seeing your enthusiasm about all this, it's very clear and evident that you love what you do. But for other people that go into Corbell, myself included, we don't really know what we're going to be getting into over the next two years in terms of work. And so if you're willing to share, would you be able to tell us kind of when you went into Corbell, if you thought you were going to be doing international development? I know you talked about you had a background in human rights. Was this something that kind of just happened and you never looked back and throttle to the floor going forward, happy about it? Or was there something else that you had in mind when you first showed up to Corbell? Yeah, Jackson. Um, great question. I... Um, I don't, I think something I find a lot of comfort in is everyone that I talk to, both personally and professionally, that are excited about the work that they do, have pretty widening backgrounds and careers. And I think that's a good reminder of like, you could plan pretty intensively, and that plan may or may not play out, and other things will like emerge as well. So I came to Corbell having worked in advocacy in DC for a think tank for a number of years. Um, and after that, I did a little bit of work in the legislature, uh, the state legislature around health policy, um, and then came to Corbell really curious to understand more about how to put in a lot of the theories into some of the project implementation and the like broader policy work I had seen and how you bring more people in and how do you build like more political will to support women's health specifically. So like my career has always been in different parts of health equity and thinking about the human rights to health and how that plays out has just been a little bit different. At Corbell, I had the opportunity to try out a bunch of different things, um, which worked for me. I, <laughs> right before we started recording, I was talking about how I think if you are more focused, that can be good too. Um, but I think one of the benefits of Corbell's programming is that flexibility to try out a bunch of different things and to see like, oh, this is a new angle I can think about this, or this is a way that I can build this connection on how housing is so related to health or financing and why inclusive financing is important to addressing um, wild health inequities that we see here too. Um, so... Like, did I know that I would work specifically in water sanitation and hygiene after Corbell? No. Um, <laughs> is it like deeply related to what I believe in? Yeah, I believe in making sure that people have the ability to thrive on their own terms and to um, like exert bodily autonomy in order to access full healthcare. Um, and I think a really important way to make sure that that's true is increased sanitation access um, can 
and often does lead to much better health outcomes. Um, so yes and no to answer your question, right? Like I think um, I'm not <laughs> ever going to be someone that has a five-year or 10-year plan. And I've come to peace with that just by how I operate and like what I am curious about. And I think that would be uh, more of what I would offer to students is to like trust the things that you're curious by or like what you're captivated by and think about how you can contribute to that. Like the world is a really big kind of complicated, heavy place. And so what are the things that you can bring to the table to continue to make things a little bit better while learning and growing yourself? Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure you would agree. And that's why to all the students and prospective students listening, that's why you need to go visit your PCO and visit the Office of Career Professional Development so you can figure out what <laughs> opportunities are out there, right? Had to, had to give the office a little bit of a plug there, you know? all those people listening and then I feel like a question that's very important to ask people especially as they go through their professional careers oftentimes gets mistaken and or forgotten I should say and I know the answer to this question I think everyone listening will know the answer to this question but do you like what you do most of the time (laughs) (laughs) I uh I I see all these people that talk about all these jobs that they want to do and all these all these great ideas that they have. And then you sit down and talk to them and what you find out a lot of times they just wouldn't enjoy their job. I think it's very important. And your enthusiasm that you can just hear in this podcast is an amazing thing. And I just, yeah, very impressed with that. And I guess another question that we're going to move on to real quick. Now that Jackson, you like can I job, jump in before, like before another question? Have you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, so I think, and you started getting into this, but I think thinking about how you want to spend your days is a really good way to think about the type of jobs you want to have. So I talked to some of my colleagues around the globe multiple times a week. I mean, it leads to some weird call times because Denver is a hard time zone if you're supporting teams in Bangladesh or even in Ethiopia when there's not a ton of overlap in your working time zones. But I think like thinking about how you want to spend your time and what skills you want to be practicing in your day to day is a really good way to think about what you want any given job to look like. And the people at IDE are incredible. I think people come for the mission, but then often stay for the people because there are just some of the coolest people I've ever worked with on staff. Now back to you. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, would you be able to describe then what a day-to-day of your work life is like? Is it waking up in the morning, checking emails? You talked about phone calls. Um, is it field work incorporated? If you could just go into like this, like a routine for you, a normal day. Mm, yeah. I don't know if I have a normal day, which is probably why um, it gets a little bit chaotic, but it's what I like about it is that I like never, very few days are the same, but I usually have calls um, from 6.30 or 7 a.m. in the morning until 9 or 10 a.m. And that's with our teams in Ethiopia and Bangladesh, um, sometimes in Cambodia, sometimes in Zambia. Um, I work most closely with our WASH team in Northern Ghana and our WASH team in Ethiopia. Um, and we'll also participate in calls with some of our key partners. So other organizations that are doing the same type of implementation work. Um, I'm really interested in human-centered design, so I've had the opportunity to help contribute to some of our human-centered design processes and really 
digging into some of the insights that comes out of the work that our colleagues are doing in person and coming up with a remote process for that. Um, so my job is really responsible for building connections across our like broader WASH portfolio and how to pull out larger lessons learned. So um, I do some writing as well and some report writing and we spend time going after business development opportunities as well to continue to expand our programming. I don't, that's not really day to day. It's just uh, later today, I'll have a couple more calls, even though it's Friday. So we try not to have calls on Fridays, but I feel like the pandemic kind of messed that up a little bit. Um, and we're thinking about larger campaigns um, for highlighting the importance of water sanitation and hygiene and how it intersects with other key areas. Awesome. And we are running out of time now. If I could ask you one last question, I guess the question I have for you is just what's next for IBE? You talked about getting new content. Is there anything that looking forward you're excited to share with the Corbell alum that might spark their, or Corbell students too, that might spark their interests and maybe give you some great applicants in the near future? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, I mean, I mentioned that our 40th anniversary is in October. Um, as a part of that, we are really working to, to define our next 10 year goal. So the strategy we've been working on right now is 20 million more, which was being able to reach another 20 million people with services um, in the last decade. And so we're doing a lot of work internally to define what our next 10 year goal will be. That's like a little bit of a preview because I also don't know what it's going to be. Um, but lots of people are trying to figure out what is that next, where are we going in the next 10 years, which is really exciting. Um, and then from my perspective, I'm really excited about our increased um, increased focus on integrating our programs. Like IDE does agriculture work. We do climate resilience work. There's gender equality and social inclusion work that cuts across a bunch of different things. Um, there is wash work. And sometimes that's really sanitation work. And sometimes it's thinking about water filters and access to clean water and um, multiple use systems. But we're thinking a lot more about what does integrated programming look like and how does that drive? Well, I'm interested in the nutrition piece, but some of our different moving pieces, how do we integrate them or layer them uh, a little bit more holistically to see what kind of outcomes that leads to? Um, and then we've lastly, I mean, already alluded to it a little bit, but climate change is, I think, one of the most urgent, if not the most urgent issue of our time. And we're doing a lot of work to figure out um, how does our WASH portfolio continue to drive um, opportunities to mitigate and to adapt to climate change. Thanks for all the questions, Jackson. Got me oh. thinking all morning. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This was very insightful. This was a uh... This was awesome. And I look forward to hearing more podcasts and future from Corbell Cast that are coming up. And I hope you subscribe and listen as well. And we can keep building out the Corbell Network. And I want to jump in and thank both of you, Jackson and Elise, so much for this conversation today. I, your um, enthusiasm is infectious. And Elise, I remember when you were a student how you took advantage of almost every opportunity to 
um, to get experience, to learn. Um, you joined us for so many OCPD programs and um, just really took advantage of everything that there was to offer. And we are so lucky to have had you land in Denver uh, doing development work out of, out of Denver and ac accessible to students right here in Denver. And I wanna thank you so much for everything you've done um, as an alum and that you will, I'm sure, continue to do for current students. Um, I wish you uh, safe travels. I know you just got back from Mozambique. Um, you're uh, heading all over the world and uh, wish you the, the safest of travels and um, encourage you to come visit us uh, on campus and join us at the Posner Center for Future Programs. Um, we hope all of you listeners will join us again next time on the Corbell Career Cast. And thank you for joining us for this great conversation.